Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing I'm calling On Resisting Temptation or Not. There was a time in my life that I built highways to temptation. Meeting them at the door took too long. Now I find that there are very few temptations that I'm interested in pursuing. Is that wisdom, depression, boredom, or God? A reader wrote that in response to Meet Them at the Door and Don't Let Them In, my last morning briefing. Wow, now that is such an interesting personal insight, isn't it? Where he admits that he formerly entertained temptation, now he seems to have lost interest and wonders aloud, why? What has changed for him? Perhaps the shape of his temptations or the kinds of temptations have subtly changed, and so he does not view them the same way. They aren't the, you know, the bad things. Or perhaps he has dulled himself and has entered in, but is less bothered by it. Then again, perhaps he has chosen not to willfully entertain the temptations of this life. Why? Part of the temptation of sin is the element of the forbidden. Just like with Eve and then Adam, there was the fascination with the forbidden thing. The forbidden thing held some sort of allure and it was attractive. Augustine wrote, There was a pear tree near our vineyard laden with fruit. One stormy night we rascally youths set out to rob it and carry our spoils away. We took off a huge load of pears, not to feast upon ourselves, but to throw them to the pigs, though we ate just enough to have the pleasure of forbidden fruit. They were nice pears, but it was not the pears that my wretched soul coveted, for I had plenty better at home. I picked them simply in order to become a thief. The only feast I got was a feast of iniquity, and that I enjoyed to the full. What was it that I loved in that theft? Was it the pleasure of acting against the law in order that I, a prisoner under the rules, might have a maimed counterfeit of freedom by doing what was forbidden? With the dim similitude of impotence? The desire to steal was awakened simply by the prohibition of stealing. One word Augustine, or some people say Augustine, uses to describe himself is youth. I doubt that he engaged in stealing pears for sport when he was an adult. Hmm. Well, did Paul struggle with the forbidden thing? I don't know. He writes, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Again, that's from Romans 7, and that's the New Living Translation. Whatever the thing with which he struggled, Paul had not gotten the victory over it by the time he wrote his letter to the Romans. In fact, he referred to it twice as the sin which resides in me. I have initiated the discussion on just what sin might have haunted Paul and entertained the notion that it could have been anger, judgmentalism, legalism, too much wine, lust, and perhaps guilt over his own past. Who cares and why discuss it? Well, as the teacher, I deem it a valuable discussion because it forces us to consider and reconsider what we know about Paul's life as supported by scripture, particularly from his own writing. He must have personally battled his predisposition toward upholding the law because it had been so much a part of him 
so deeply ingrained in him. And he spent so much time teaching on the new law of liberty and grace versus upholding 613 points of Jewish law. We learn a lot from him. We learn about his struggle. We learn that he was a man just like you and me. Oh, he's not so different from us. Paul battled religiosity, though he knew Christ had set him free. I talk with so many folks, actually from around the world, who constantly beat down the judgmental, finger-wagging voices from the religious past. Doesn't seem to matter, be they Catholic, Baptist, or Jewish. You know what I mean? Somewhere along the line, what Jesus peddled has been lost, even on his followers. You know, people liked being with Jesus. And remember, Jesus made it a regular practice to hang around with the less desirables. And somehow, they liked hanging around him too. Hmm. Well, on this matter, let's be honest with ourselves. Sin is going to be present in and around us as long as earth is our home. And as one has said, we can't stop the birds from flying over our heads, but we sure can stop them from making a nest in our hair. Clearly, that's what my reader was talking about, um, who wrote, and again at the beginning, there was a time in my life that I built highways to temptation. So in other words, he let the birds in. Meeting him at the door took too long. He welcomed the birds, is what he's saying. He went looking for them. And now he's not too, in, too interested in very many temptations. Is that wisdom, depression, boredom, or God? I kind of think it's a combination of wisdom born of age, pursuit of God, and the maturation process. Hmm, something to think about.